The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter? Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, as we celebrate St. Augustine, I mentioned this about St. John Vianney, and it's actually about the same with St. Augustine for me. Sometimes we just do the absolute silliest things when it comes to uh, preconceived notions about each other and also the saints. I just remember, I'm like, again, oh, St. Augustine, how unoriginal to have a, you know, a devotion to St. Augustine. Everybody knows St. Augustine. You know, it seemed just like, like oh, you know, I, I won't fall in love with uh, St. Augustine or the Confessions and stuff. And 
I absolutely did. <laughs> so the Lord sometimes just kind of likes to show us where we're wrong and making make it glaringly obvious. Um, I, I obviously have certain certain things in common with St. Augustine, and uh, many of us, I think, probably, that's why he's such a great saint, because we could all understand, or maybe not all of us, but some of us can understand um, his, his waywardness, his waywardness and his difficulty in early life and young life, um, trying, to, trying to find his way. And St. Augustine, when he wrote the Confessions, was it was not just unique to to us for for all of history since he wrote it but it was unique in history at the time that he wrote it it was the only thing written of that type at that point in history again i kind of reminded us the other day when i read from one of his sermons about always thinking that the past age before us was better than our our current age and remember he dies in 430 so he's one of the very early saints, still considered in the, in the early age of the apostolic fathers, the, the fathers of the church. And during that time frame, nobody had really written a narrative biographical account the way that he had. Bi ancient bi biographies were written in kind of a different sense. But his is sort of like this somewhat chronological way. Actually, Thomas back here just recently finished uh, the Confessions, and he was commenting. In the very beginning, he starts like with his, his infancy, which is a very unusual way to start your biography. So he starts pretty much from the very beginning, which is an unusual thing. But this is perhaps one of the most famous parts of um, his of, of, the, uh, of the confessions that he wrote that may of you, many of you have heard before, but it's just so beautiful, I have to read it again, and just talking about where he was and where he had come, you know, and like how he had come to know the Lord. He said, late have I loved you, O beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. This is, you know, because it took him a while to come around, so late has he loved the Lord. You were within me, but I was outside. And it was there that I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which you created. He plunged himself into the world. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you. Yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you. Now I hunger and thirst for, you, for more. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. This is an amazingly beautiful description of perhaps the way that a lot of us have felt in our life before. And in fact, uh, St. Augustine was so, so, he so profoundly affected my life that that's what I wrote my my thesis on for for my license in Rome and you know you can't have a good thesis unless your title is a, at least one sentence long and so I remember I have to sometimes remind myself what the, the title was because it was so long and it was a treatise on friendship through the confessions of Saint Augustine with a contemporary analysis of the four loves of C.S. Lewis so there it is I remembered it there we go but the reason I wrote about friendship is because it's like that country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. That's the story of St. Augustine, right? He makes all of these friends with different people that he has kind of interests with. But the people that ultimately become his friends 
are true Christians. His own mother, which we celebrated yesterday, um, the Bishop St. Ambrose, and also the m many, many other people who converted to Christianity are the ones that truly become his friends in life. You know, he was a great orator, a great speaker. Um, he was a lawyer. He, he was a heretic for a while. He was in the heresy of Manichaeism. And so he hung out with his heretic buddies. And he always kind of yoked himself to this group that he was associated with at the time. And essentially, my whole thesis was about the idea that that's just maybe what we would define as like companionship, a golfing buddy, a fishing buddy, or something like that. And uh, St. Um, C.S. Lewis says in The Four Loves when he talks about friendship, he said, if all I ever did was fish with this person or play golf with them, would I see them again in heaven? He kind of poses his question. And he says, I should think not. If that's all our relationship was based on. You notice that through his life, he realizes a true friendship can only really be found when Christ is at the center of it. Uh, just, like, just like a true marriage, when Christ is standing at the center of it, because he binds all things together. In fact, he binds all of us together. And what we hear in that first reading today from the Thessalonians is, is growing in holiness, essentially, making some sort of spiritual progress in the holiness of our life. And that's essentially what we see in Augustine, especially in the Confessions. But then that's also really what our gospel is about. If you bury your talent in the ground, that's indicative of the person that refuses to grow, to progress in holiness. Because being buried, nothing can be done with it. It's sort of just ignored. But, but it actually takes real work. You know, we have to work with ourselves. Um, you know, we do that through the sacraments. We do that through coming, coming to Mass. We do that through the confessional. And we do that through prayer. Again, because no friendship can be founded unless we communicate with that person on a regular basis. That's, in fact, how we become friends. The same way we become friends with the Lord of the universe is the same way we become friends with one another. It's over converse, conversation and time with one another. And that's the thing that St. Augustine describes so well, is that he finally starts having the conversation with the right person, not with the lawyers, not with the orators, and not with the heretics, <laughs> but finally with people who believe in Christ. And it transforms his life and really ends up transforming my life and, and, and all of our lives in the church because he, was such a, he had such a profound effect on the writings that he produced and, and the leadership that he had uh, as a great saint. So St. Augustine is truly one of my patrons and one of my, one of my favorites. And, and, I, and I also thank God for helping him get me through the thesis because that was a painful endeavor. And it was a, a difficult 70-ish pages of writing in 10 and a half point font, one and a half spacing. <laughs> and so you remember all these little parameters, you know. But, uh, but you know, ask St. Augustine to help you today, especially if you feel wayward, if you feel wandering, if you have children or family who are wayward and wandering, because there's nobody who understands that better than St. Augustine. God bless you all.